Will you please stand if you're able? The gospel reading this evening is from the Holy Gospel, according to St. John, chapter 19, verses 17 through 30, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1687. John 19, 17 through 30. Carrying his own cross, he went out to a place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Now many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be king of the Jews. And Pilate answered them, I have written what I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless. It was woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let us not tear it, they said to one another. Let us decide by lot who will get it. This happened that scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Now near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it. But the sponge, they put the sponge on a stalk of hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. Here ends the reading. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth And the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. 
in the name of Jesus. We just heard the historical account by John of the crucifixion of our Lord, our Savior, our High Priest. And the world has been calling this day good for a long time, Good Friday. And the world outside of the church might think that it is foolish. Maybe some even in the church think it's foolish or an oxymoron, if you will. What's good about this? How could anything about an innocent man who dies a terribly painful death be called good? When you hear that, what I just read, when you hear the prophecy of Isaiah that Ken read, when you read the psalmist, how does that make you feel in your heart? Can you feel the anguish? In your mind's eye, can you see that scene of Christ pinned to that cross? Can you see that scene where he has been scourged, beaten? Isaiah says, unrecognizable as a man. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Can you imagine the scene from his family's perspective? Through Mary's eyes, Mary, his mother. How does that feel? Does it feel good? Can you imagine the scene from a father's perspective? From the Heavenly Father's perspective, no, we can't, but as a father, as a man, as a brother, can you, can you sense it? His mother, the disciples, and the soldiers bear witness to his holy death. And that magnifies our hope for eternal life. This isn't a story. This is a historical fact witnessed by many people. It's fact. And that people witnessed and recorded his redemptive death, as John says, so that we may believe. I write these so that you may believe. It's shocking, this scene. It's heartbreaking. It looks like, from an outsider's view, that things are falling apart for Jesus. Things are falling apart for his ministry and for his disciples. For the Jews, things are falling apart. At least that's what most of the witnesses would have surmised. On a lighter note, do you remember uh, the comic strip uh, called BC? Yeah? Yeah, right. (laughs) 
It was uh, a little comic strip. I don't even think they run it anymore. I don't get the paper anymore. But BC had the little cavemen, and they always had wise things to say, didn't they? I mean, in just three short frames, there would be some little pearl of wisdom. I found one today in regards to uh, Good Friday. And it has the two cavemen. Caveman one is sitting on a hilltop overlooking a valley. And he says, I hate the term Good Friday. And his buddy says, why? And caveman one says, well, my Lord was hanged on a tree today, on a tree that day. And this caveman too says, well, if you were going to be hanged on that day and he volunteered to take your place, how would you feel? He says, good. And his friend said, have a good day. He took your place, he took my place. And that's only part of what is good about this day, this Friday. In Christ, as Paul wrote, we have a great high priest. We have a permanent priest, no more after him. And not only is he a priest, He is also the king, one without blemish, perfect, lived as a man without sin. He is approachable, our high priest, our king. He walked with us for a time, the word that became incarnate. In fact, he said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We know God, for we have known the Son. And that is good. He is relatable. He has known, experienced, what it is like to be born, to grow, and to work with his hands. He knows what it's like to be hungry, to be thirsty, to be cold, to be dirty, and to be tired. We have a high priest, a king, that knows what it is like to be accused falsely, sentenced unjustly. Jesus knows what it is like to be betrayed, abandoned by his closest friends. Jesus knows the pain of scourging. Scourging. Ripped to his very bones. Jesus knows what it's like to be beaten. He knows what thorns in his skull feel like. And he knows 
what nails through his hands and his feet and pinned to a tree is like. He knows what it is like to die. Our Jesus knows everything about you and about me and what we've been through. That is good. That is very good. Our priest, our king, he hears our prayers. He intercedes on our behalf. In fact, he taught us how to pray. And that is very good. He is a redeemer, a rescuer who is for us. For all who believe and call on his name, he is the Lamb of God, the scapegoat that took the sin of the world far away to a place called the skull. And he took death with him on that cross. He took death with him and declared, it is finished. And that is good. Jesus once said, and the Pharisees and the experts of the law overheard him. He said to his disciples, if you tear this temple down, I will rebuild it in three days. And in three days, from this Good Friday, we know that he proved it in that morning when he said, ta-da, right? He proved it. Last night we remembered the new covenant that Jesus declared on Monday, Thursday, the night in which he was betrayed. In his new covenant, Jesus declares, this is my body given for you. Jesus declared, this is my blood shed for you. A new covenant And the only one that can make a covenant like that is God himself. And that is good. Because we know that this covenant is lasting until we are called home. And we know that this covenant cannot and will not be broken for those who believe and call out in the name of Jesus as Lord and as Savior. This is good. This is Good Friday. This is good for you and for me. Thank you, Jesus. Now the world, again, would look at this as things are falling apart. Last Sunday, Palm Sunday, things were looking pretty good for Jesus, right? As he triumphantly came in to the city and, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And then the wheels came off. Things were looking pretty bad, falling apart. He would say, do not let your hearts be troubled on this Good Friday. 
Do not be troubled over anything. Is your world feeling like it's falling apart? We know that with Jesus' perfect work on the cross, we know that with Jesus' perfect life, light and life and work in your life, things aren't falling apart. Things are falling into place perfectly. In the name of Jesus, amen.